This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. Pastor Michael, we've got a great question for us today. What struggles disqualify a person from church leadership? You know, this is a personal question, not just because I'm a church leader, but because um, I watch many men and women disqualifying themselves from mm-hmm. church leadership. It's really sad to watch happen. And it's so, painful. It is, you know. So I, I want to do a couple things. I want to qualify the question. I want to a- answer, like, what is church leadership? Because mm-hmm. there are different qualifications for different levels. That's right. Uh, and then maybe address one or two of them. So um, I'll speak for village and uh, I think our categories will generally apply, okay? So um, we have pastors, okay? And um, pastor is an office in the Bible um, that there are specific qualifications for. And if somebody does not meet the qualification of pastor, like if they are lacking significantly in one of the qualifications, then they would step down for, for a season. Now, that's right. just pastors. Some pastors are paid. Some are not paid. Mm-hmm. So, for example, let's say, Tim, um, I was really struggling um, with a sin issue that was not becoming of a pastor. And it got to a point where it was more than just a generic struggle, but like a real, actual, mm-hmm. measurable, tangible like struggle affecting okay. me and my family in the church. There might be a, a world where um, the church says, we're going to pull you out from being pastor, but you're going to continue to be on staff and and serve and do different things, but we're gonna we're gonna remove you from this aspect of things. Some people think that um, if you're gonna get disqualified, you're automatically fired, right? And uh, I think our value is to preserve people and to get them back to a place of wholeness and qualification. Yeah, to again. restore them if at all possible. Absolutely, yeah, good word, restore. See, I use lots of words. You boil it down and give me one. So we want to restore <laughs> people. Um, and so that is like, that, that's a pastoral level. And then at our church, we have, it's called the director level. Some are paid, some mm-hmm. are volunteer. And there are lower qualifications for a director. Um, honestly, we make up the term director because mm-hmm. it's not in the Bible, you know? Um, and so there are higher qualifications for being a pastor. There's a whole bunch of people that I would hire to be a director, but I wouldn't let them be a pastor. Maybe they got to grow an X, Y, or Z. And, and that's, and that's fine, you know? And so, um, there are, the things that might disqualify an elder pastor may not disqualify a director. Mm-hmm. But let me be clear. If there's sin, we're going to deal with it the same way. Right. We're going to go directly at it. We're going to help them overcome it. Um, and, and that's just, you know, part of the part of the deal. And so in this question, you gotta you gotta kind of figure out, okay, what are they actually talking about? Now we mm-hmm. do have some context with this question that our listeners don't have. And um, what we know is that this is a person likely um, in um, uh, a secondary leadership position. They're not a pastor. You okay. know? So I got this leader. It might be a community group leader. It might be a ministry director. And uh, so We're not talking about an elder or a deacon or a pastor. No, we're just talking about somebody who has a leadership role, and mm-hmm. um, they might even be up front. Again, I don't know who the person is. I just, I just know the kind of question that they're asking because I know the context a little bit. Um, uh, but like – so you got a person who, you know, they're not an elder pastor, but they're up front. They might be up front regularly. They might teach in a different environment. They might be a community group leader. And you know that they have some serious issues. Maybe their marriage is completely mm. on the rocks, mm. right? And so at what point are there struggles that hold somebody back? And this is where I, I want to be really careful. When we're not talking about elders and pastors, we're just talking about people who are either paid or not. They're on a director level. Um, 
this is something where every church needs to go before their elders and say, here's what's going on. And they need to set a plan in place given right. that particular circumstance. The danger of a podcast is we give too broad or too specific of a principle um, where it may not play out as neatly and nicely. It depends, for example, on how bad the marriage is. Right. Is she about to divorce him or vice versa? Well, he might want to step down from a leadership That's position right. if they're on the brink of divorce. Um, are they in a season where they have a bunch of little kids in their house and they're just stressed out and exhausted and tired? Um, maybe they just need a, a sabbatical or a right. break for a couple months to, to rest. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Maybe they just need encouragement. You know, maybe they need to have somebody come into their home and help them do some stuff for a right. season just to help get them like a breath of fresh air. Because there's nothing like exhaustion and screaming cr- uh, little kids to bring you out your worst inside that's right. of you, you know. And uh, and so that's why I say like it just depends on the situation. But let me let me tell you something where I think a leader's in big trouble. Let's say you're you're a director, you're a community group leader, and somebody comes up to you and says, I'm really I'm concerned for you because of this issue. Mm-hmm. If they are not responsive to correction or warning that I don't want him in leadership. Right. One of the marks of great leadership is humility. Oh my gosh. Like, okay, so as a pastor, we probably get told things that are true and are not true. Right. And, and we got to filter all that. But like, it doesn't matter who it is. If somebody comes up to me and says, I think you have an issue or this could have gone better, whether I agree with them or not is irrelevant. I will listen to them, mm-hmm. take seriously what they said. Um, I end up bringing a number of these things to the elders, even if I think, honestly, the more ludicrous they are, the more I bring them to the elders. Because <laughs> what if they're true and it's a blind spot, you mm-hmm. know? And um, I, I want to be teachable no matter where it comes from. Right. And um, if, if a leader anywhere is not, if you are not safe to tell them whatever is on your mind or whatever hunches you have, then there there is a problem. That right. is such a high value of mine mm-hmm. is every leader needs to be approachable. And if they're not, we got to go right, I mean, just right. right at that, you know? Pride is a big issue. Oh, big time. And you know what? Like, if you think you're the best you can ever be, then you're dumb. So like, try, I don't know, hearing the gospel. Right. <laughs> right. right. So, uh, but that is a real issue. And there have actually been a number of leaders in my past going all the way back to junior high where I knew I was not safe to confront them. Mm. And um, I did not, by the way, respect those leaders. And I can tell you who they are because those leaders have a, a way of sticking out in your brain sure. and leaving an indelible mark on you. Um, meanwhile, humble leaders do the same thing. I respect them. I appreciate them especially being a young opinionated guy in ministry, you know, <laughs> to know that I could talk to a 40 or 50 year old and say, I kind of just see this thing, you know, I'm mm-hmm. not saying I'm perfect. And they are so res- responsive. Amazing. I just appreciate, appreciate that. But now Tim, let's transition and let's talk about elders, mm, deacons, okay. church offices. These are offices that Jesus, when he organized the church, inspired um, the apostles to organize in a certain way. Um, here's what we find. The offices are elder and deacon. Okay? Right. That, those are the church offices. And there are requirements. And then in First Timothy um, three. 3 and in Titus 1, yep. those requirements are laid out. And we would just say there's a higher standard for those people in those offices. That is absolutely true. And every one of us as elders, you and I are both elders at our church, whether mm-hmm. you're elder or deacon, you need to hold this position very lightly. Mm. It's harder for us as staff because our eldership is connected to our job, which 
pays our bills, if you will. Mm -hmm. And this is why we try to say, okay, maybe you might be disqualified, for example, if you're on staff, but we're not necessarily going to just take your job away from you. We want to restore you. Mm -hmm. But there are some fireable offenses that require disqualification and firing of your job. Um, Anything having to do with adultery, Mm -hmm. stealing money, doesn't mean we won't try to restore you personally. Um, but those are things where we say, you know what, your job is done, um, right. your eldership is done. It doesn't mean you're out of the church or kicked out unless you refuse to repent. Then mm-hmm. we'll go through a discipline process. Um, but in those circumstances, what we want to make sure we do is we decisively deal with the issue. It doesn't matter what organization you're in. If you are stealing from that organization, you are fired. Yeah. The difference is in the church. Now we'll come alongside of you and say, let's let's do some hard, mm-hmm. hard reconciliation work and let, let's restore you as a human being. Now, here's I'm going to just drop a big bomb here, and I'm going to um, tell you something that as um, elders that we in the past have worked on. In fact, Tim, I don't know that since you have been an elder, this has been one of the front conversations. Okay. Um, so being a youth pastor for many years and understanding the, the nature of a digital generation that is emerging, po- like pornography addiction is something that is rampantly common. And, Even among pastors oh, and, and church leaders, church leaders, pastors, men. I mean, it's just there. Yes. It's, it's just kind of everywhere, you know. And um, and so in a in a way that it has never been in years past. Right. And so especially if you're if you're in your early twenties, the likelihood of you having a porn addiction is much higher. Mm. And so um, one of the uh, challenges, and I, I'm not asking anybody to agree or disagree because I don't even think we necessarily have a conclusion. It's just a conversation we're happening. Is that as we hire more young leaders the likelihood of this being an ongoing struggle is greater and sure. greater. And so, like, at what point does this struggle become fireable? Mm. Or is it just something we say, you know, we're going to go through a lot of counseling personally and help you overcome this privately while you're still leading over here? Um, to some people, that's an unthinkable idea. Um, but here's the reality. We don't want to just destroy everybody. Right. We want to bring people to a place of wholeness um, no matter where the issue is. So we didn't land in anything particularly. We just recognized that likely this is going to increasingly be a bigger and bigger issue because in 30 years, when I'm 65 or 66 years old, um, every one of the young men and women coming up through this digital generation in ways we can't even surmise right now, um, pornography is going to be integrated into parts of their life that they didn't even control over. It will just be part of your advertising. It will be a part of social media. It will just be impossible to get away from, you know? And so how are we even going to begin to navigate some of those discussions? And um, so I put this out, out there to say some issues are black and white. Adultery, stealing money, black and white. Some issues require removing yourself from the from the office, but not necessarily your job. And then there's a whole slew of issues that are on the on the cusp of of Christian ministry because of a digital generation that churches need to get our heads around and be prepared for. And here's the problem. Okay, I want you to just catch this. If somebody believes they will be fired because of a pornography addiction. 90% of the time, they're going to lie. Yes. And we need to figure out how to create staffing environments in churches and Christian nonprofits that give people the freedom to struggle with the desire for full repentance mm-hmm. and not lose their job. Right. I don't know how that looks. I don't know what it's going to look like, but here's what I know. People will not be honest if they are afraid their livelihood is at stake. So, like, I, I honestly, I just deal with this all the time with 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 people. It is a hard issue. 
And it's already hard when nothing is at stake other than your reputation, just to be honest, let alone when you're in some kind of um, volunteer or staff ministry. Sure. So um, I say all that because I'm just trying to get ahead of this. And as a youth pastor, I've worked with so many dudes on this level. Um, it's hard. It's real. It's there. And um, I don't have a great answer for it all the time. But this is where every circumstance is unique, a culture of grace and mercy and restoration mm-hmm. and non-punishment and non-shame must permeate the culture of leadership. Otherwise, you'll get a bunch of fearful people and a bunch of prideful people. I don't want that either. But That's right. Yeah. Pastor Michael, I just love how Village Church has an approach to church leadership, that we highly value that. We don't uh, put people in leadership prematurely. We, we scrutinize. We look at their life. We look at their character. Try to, yeah. Yeah. And so... To disqualify one, we don't take a hardcore black and white approach. There's times that we can when it's clearly taught that way in Scripture, but we want to take an approach that is based on grace and truth and restoration, if at all possible, yep, yep. before we remove someone. Amen. Amen, dude. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard it because I want black and white. I want everything to be black and white. It would be great. That would yep. be easy. Yep. Most of them aren't. I mean, but, again, I'll say adultery and stealing are sure. black and white. Yes, Got sir. it. Got it. But like... Yeah. Oh, murder. Sorry. Dan, our producer, just chimed in. He said, what about murder? Yeah, murder is would, black and white. Yeah, I think that would disqualify someone yeah, from like, church leadership. Done. You just murdered somebody. You're, you're out. Okay. Uh, uh, unfortunately, we do have a biblical <laughs> example of a few murderers yeah. that were great leaders, yeah. but they uh, were restored by God. Yes. Amen. Listeners, thanks for joining us today. Please do us three favors. Go to our church website, vcob.org, and click on that link that says Q&A podcast question and submit your question to us. Second, share this podcast with a friend or a family member or a foe. And then third, (laughs) be sure to rate and review this podcast on our iTunes store. Thanks for joining us. Please join us next time when we answer another great question. How can you know if your prayer has been answered?